place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where the no further friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow In Sunspots Comics now You are listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 159, where we strongly recommend, but only lightly review, the best of the brand new comic books that just came out this last Wednesday, May 30th. And this particular podcast is dedicated to Peter of X-Force. X-Force. I am your host and comic book advocate, Chris Latore. I hope you and yours are doing well. Thank you so much for joining us right here and tuning in to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you. And please do us a favor, hit the subscribe button to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, check out all of our past podcasts on our giant podcast feed, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, and YouTube, all in one easy-to-find name, at Sunspots Comics. There you go, and then you'll be fully informed of all things Sunspots Comics. So a couple of quick thank yous. First, thank you to our sponsor, Pop-Up Tea at popuptea.com. If you love a ginormical selection of nerdy t-shirts, then you're going to love popuptea.com. Just go over to popuptea.com slash collections slash sunspotscomics to see some of the comic book pop-up t-shirts that I personally recommend. They gave me a little page to put some of my favorites. But most importantly, use the promotional code sunspotscomics and you'll get 25% off of any shirt order, even the clearance stuff. They've also been kind enough to throw us a couple of bucks every time you use that promo code. So go over to popuptea.com, use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS, and you will get 25% off. Thank you, popuptea.com. Also, thank you to my friend Nick Papa George. He just sang our Sunspots Comics theme song that you just heard. Please check out his band called Solution. He's the lead singer and guitarist. Go to solutionmusic.net and facebook.com slash solutionreggae for links to their music, for some upcoming show dates. If you love just feel-good rock and reggae and ska kind of infused all together, then you're going to love Solution. So thank you, Nick Papa George, for making our theme song. And please go to facebook.com slash solutionreggae. Also, thank you to my son, Justin Jable Zatori, for his work on our Sunspots Comics spin-off podcast called Sunspot Scene. Sunspot Scene is my son, Jables, and some friends. They talk about movies and TV shows of all genres, not just comic books. And they usually play a little weird game at the very end, so always tune in to the very last few minutes of the podcast. You can actually get episode 16. It's available now. They review the movie and the book Ready Player One. It's a, just a fantastic, nerdy time. you got to check it out. If you subscribe to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, there's nothing to do. You'll already see it on the feed. But it's also available on all the podcatchers like SoundCloud, etc. Follow them on Instagram at SunspotScene. Thank you to my son, Jables. So let's jump right into the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 158. Starting out with some stuff. That's been a floating around up inside of my nerd brain. The first thing that's been floating around in my nerd brain, it's lodged ever so deeply in my nerdle lobes is my Deadpool 2 second viewing movie review. Yes. By the way, of course, very light, semi-spoilerish alert, but really don't worry. This is just a fast little my thoughts of the second viewing of Deadpool 2. When the, my wife and I went and saw it with some friends. Hello, uh, Mike and Krista. They went with us and saw a 9 o'clock showing in one of those lovely AMC deluxe dine-in reclining seats. Man, those things are lovely. 
it sometimes can be a challenge just to stay awake because you're so comfortable. But I'm so glad we saw Deadpool 2 again. It was better the second time. Uh, you definitely miss some of the quick gags since there's just a lot of laughing going on. So you miss some of those continual gags that go on because Ryan Reynolds does that. It just kind of, he's got diarrhea of the mouth. It just kind of flows out of him. Um, like one that I love to hear that I didn't hear before was Deadpool constantly calling Cable uh, Thanos. He calls him that twice, by the way. And also how Deadpool said, uh, he's got the stones to help you. <laughs> Infinity Stones. Just hilarious. So I definitely stand by my 4.5 out of 5 sunspots. It's a buy for sure. Go see this more than once because you will need to see it at least twice to pick up every single gag in it. It's, it's raunchy. It's superhero mayhem. It's just an absolute tour de force of comic book fun. Go see Deadpool 2. X-Force! <laughs> also, the last thing that's on uh, my nerd brain is that I'm writing my own comic book. I'm creating one. It's called Zombie Destroyers. And I've just been loving doing this. Uh, I've been wanting to make my own comic book my way since I was very young. I'm actually doing the writing, the lettering, and the coloring. And a good friend of mine, Jordan Hudson, is doing his fantastic art. Please check out his Instagram at Skeblad. S-K-A-B-L-A-D-D. His art is phenomenal. Uh, just a quick Zombie Destroyers update. We're finishing up the very last two pages. They are actually done uh, for the issue number one of my comic book called Zombie Destroyers. And they look so fantastic. It's crazy to have my dream, my concept, my just my visual style and everything that I wanted all encapsulated into this comic book. I love it. It's going to be six issues. I've written all those into completion. Uh, so now uh, issue number one is just about done. So I'll be circulating it very soon. There'll be more information on that. And if you want to see what Zombie Destroyers looks like, most importantly, go over to my website, sunspotscomics.com. Just click on Zombie Destroyers and take a look at the six sample pages of zombiedestroyers.com. You can see the cover page. You can see pages one through four. Even a picture of Jordan's dad cosplaying, dressed up as a character that I created in my comic book called Zombie Destroyers named Bruce. It's fantastic. It's super lovely. Go check it out at sunspotscomics.com. Just click on Zombie Destroyers. Now, next up is actually a spotlighting interview with a comic book creator, Nandini Bupat. And man, we had such a lovely time in this interview. She's created a comic book called Aja. So without further ado, I'm just going to get right into it. So here you go. Enjoy it. This is a spotlighting interview with Nandini Bupat and myself on her comic book called Aja. Here you go. Enjoy. Well, hello there. I am actually with uh, Nandini Bupat. How you doing, Nandini? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for coming on the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Of course, of course. Thank you for having me. Oh, I really we, appreciate it. We appreciate it. We want to do what we can to help you know struggling comic book creators like yourself. But there's so much more uh, with you um, that I've, I've did a little research and read upon you. So I'm really excited to let our listeners know about you and where to find you and what you're working on and everything. So let's jump right in. Are you ready? All right. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. How was your day? Like, how was your... I know it's around 5 o'clock, 5.30, and you had to work today, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, you know, the life of a freelancer slash comic person is never done. So, um, I yeah, it was work was good. Uh, got my work done. I'm glad to be done with that. So, uh, it's it's been a busy Sunday, but uh, I'm, en I'm enjoying it, so it's good. <laughs> nice. And you're a, a teacher by day trade, correct? I am, yeah. I actually, I was tutoring, so I tutor and I teach. Um, I uh, teach at a charter school um, in Canoga Park, uh, and that's my day job, uh, math and science teacher. And then uh, I tutor after school and on weekends. 
Um, that's my uh, comic book money, so it helps fund making my comic books and all that stuff. It all goes towards the right <laughs> thing, is what, what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> towards exactly. the art. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, day job pays rent and tutoring pays comics, so. <laughs> uh, my mother-in-law is a teacher, so I, I commend you. It's a difficult job. It's Thank a, you. You have to have a, a passion for it. I'm assuming this is something yeah, you're passionate about. It, definitely. I, um, you know, I think if I wasn't passionate about the arts and writing and, and, you know, all that stuff, the only thing I would be passionate about is teaching because I, um, I love working with students. I, you know, I always kind of say that teaching was a perfect job for me because I was always so bossy as a kid and I loved telling people when they were wrong that teaching was just a natural progression of my own personality. Um, but, you know, I just, I, I love working with students. I love helping them learn and, and grow and become amazing people. Um, it's really exciting to to take that outside of yourself and, and help somebody else make something of their lives, you know? That's, so that's, that's definitely... Great. It's great that you love it because I, I feel like it's a it's a very selfless job at times. Uh, I'm an advocate for all of you teachers need to be paid more. Uh, so okay. preach, think, uh, preach, please. Yeah, I think it's wonderful that you love it, and you said love like four times in that kind of, in that sentence there. So um, yeah. that's that's great. We need more passionate teachers, and we need to pay teachers more. So anyway, off, off my soapbox. Um, so <laughs> so where are your parents from? Like where and and where are you from? Um, well, I'm, I'm from the U.S. Like, I was born here, raised here. Um, my parents grew up in India. Um, my dad moved here uh, for college and got his math, well, came for his graduate program here. Um, and then uh, when he decided to get married, my, he brought my mom, and so, and they have us, my brother and myself here. Um, and basically raised us here. Uh, now my parents are actually back in India because um, it was kind of their retirement plan, like, to stretch their retirement money. Um, because it's cheaper to live in India, so they're back over there. But uh, it's you know it's it was great to have you know a couple solid parents that um, came here to give us like the best opportunities they could because that's what they did. <laughs> and you have other family here in the states, I assume. Your parents are back there in India. Yeah. You have other support yeah. system and family I mean, here. It's I have a few family members here. Um, a lot more. A lot of my cousins live here. I have an aunt um, who still lives here. Uh, you know, um, a few other relatives, more distant cousins and relatives. Um, but most of my immediate family is my brother and I live in the U.S. and then my parents are in India. Um, and my mom and dad moved there partly for retirement and also to spend time with the aging relatives that we have there. Like my mom's parents um, live in India or, you know, now my grandmother lives in India. Um, and uh, so does her brother and sisters and um, a lot of my dad's cousins and Friend, you know, family friends are there. So, yeah, <laughs> half have and you, half, I guess. Have you lived uh, mostly in Los Angeles? Or have you, have you yourself yes. been around the, the other um, U.S.? I've traveled a bit, yes. Um, I, I went to college at UC Davis for my undergrad, so I spent about four years up north um, in Northern California. But pretty much most of my life is Los Angeles. Um, I have had the, I was very fortunate that I got to travel a lot, um, particularly in college, because... My parents moved abroad um, in college, and so I got to take trips to go see them and then coincidentally travel around those locations. So I spent a good time in Europe. Um, I did a study abroad program in Europe for a year, so I've, I've been fortunate and very lucky to be able to travel and see a lot of places around the world. 
Very cool. It adds to that, uh, again, your passion of teaching, you know, seeing different cultures and different types of people all over the place. It, it solidified your, your passion for teaching. You, um, I... <laughs> you also, uh, University of Laverne, which, uh, yes. So yes. You've, you've, school is a big part of your life. You've, you've gone to a lot of it. Yeah. What are some, I big, have, I... <laughs> what are some of the big takeaways for you that, you know, that, that you took um, into your life and, you know, use in your, in your adult life? Well, I mean, I definitely do feel education is such a big part of um, who I am as a person. Um, I, I, I think it's more, though, um, I don't know, I guess I just feel like everybody is different. Everybody is unique. Everybody has their own way of getting, you know, making their goals happen, getting to where they want to be. Um, that's certainly something that I've learned from teaching. Um, and that, um, you know, everybody's backgrounds and their families and their lives and how they grew up shapes exactly who they are. Um, and that there's no one size fits all. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's all of that. I think I, I just enjoy living in the world because there's so much to see and so much to do um, that it's like you can't ever get enough of it. Yeah, and it'd be scary to say you're not living in the world. What, what would that? What would that yeah, right? I'm not living in the world. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're dead. No, but uh, yeah, yeah no, I know what you mean. <laughs> living in the world is so important to be a part of it, than uh, just be an observer. You know, that to be involved and get the hands dirty and mix it up with all different types of people in the world. There's so many different types. You know, you have to yeah, you have to experience it. Like. Let's fl uh, flip over and into a little bit of your uh, your career. I've, I've follow online and everywhere. We'll get into where you can find Nadini very soon. But I've even seen that you've you are still you're kind of in the acting field as well. I am. Yes. Um, I uh, I kind of fell into acting um, back in 2012. Um, I just graduated my undergrad program um, and I got my bachelor's degree and I had no idea what I wanted to do. <laughs> um, and I hadn't stumbled on teaching yet. I I was just sort of um, shooting the breeze. I was crashing at my aunt's place, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and it was just one of those things, like, you know, bucket list, always wanted to be on television, right? Um, and I'd never done anything in, in acting before that. And so um, I found this weird job online where I actually wasn't being paid, but they were asking for people to come to do a music video. And I... I took the job, and it was like a middle-of-the-night shoot, overnight in a bar, and I went there, and I had the time of my life, and I was, I, it was just like the biggest natural high I could ever have that probably included quite a bit of sugar, because there was a lot of junk food, but, um, <laughs> it, you know, it was, it was a 12-hour shoot, but I just came home so excited and so happy, and, um, you know, I kept doing small odd jobs, got paid for them, but, you know, it was all minimum wage, very background extra kind of stuff. Um, and then uh, through that, I actually found somebody that recommended me that I should do substitute teaching as a day job <laughs> for my paying nothing background gigs. And I was like, oh, that's that sounds cool. And then substitute teaching led to actual teaching. And I, then I got my master's degree. Um, and because when I was going to graduate school, I couldn't uh, hold down a regular job because I had to be available to go to my night classes um, and most jobs would like it just didn't work out for the timings um i started doing like more substitute teaching but i also started doing more acting and i just sort of went into it and i really like it it's a lot of fun um it makes me a better writer to be honest uh because i i learn more about people um and it's you know i get to be different people 
And that just helps me learn so much more about myself and other people and other cultures and, you know, all kinds of stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I still kind of do it. I, I like doing it. It's, it's something I really enjoy doing and, um, I do whenever I can, you know, holidays, summer breaks, act as much as possible. Um, and yeah. <laughs> what are some of the other little things you've done, um, in acting so far? Um, well, I was, I've done like, you know, short films, student things. Um, I've done like a zombie flick. That was kind of fun. Um, Sweet. I, yeah, uh, I got to do, um, I was a co-star on Scream Queens, like, a couple years ago. Um, it was a very two-second, like, two-word kind of bit, but it was nice. Um, and, you know, I've done a lot of background work and, you know, appeared on a few shows here and there. Um, you know, mostly very low-key stuff, but, um, you know, it's been it's been fun. It's really been a nice time. Well, that's cool. Good luck with that. I know it's also a tough thing Thank to you. crack into. Yeah, <laughs> very tough. I also saw that, uh, and on everything of yours, that you're a you're a passionate Doctor Who fan. Yes, um, <laughs> I, I I mean I I don't know Doctor Who's kind of waned since I'd gotten more into superheroes in the last couple of years. But um, in college, I had a friend that really got me into Doctor Who, and I was solidly obsessed for I would say a good four or five years. Um, and I quite like Doctor Who a lot. Um, I actually did a podcast with another friend, uh, who needed another girl to come and talk about Doctor Who. So... <laughs> they wanted a girl, that, specifically? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I needed another girl, um, because there were too many guys on the podcast, so she was like, uh, come, help me. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely like Doctor Who. Uh, the 11th Doctor was my doctor. Um, that's when I started watching the show and, uh, I was kind of bummed when he left and I liked the 12th, but he was great too. But, um, you know, I, I'll, I'm excited to see what the 13th has to offer. Like I'm definitely excited to see a woman in the role. So I can't wait until that, uh, that premiere. Well, full disclosure, <laughs> I have consumed 0.0 Dr. Who. So if you had to give me oh. like a quick pitch on it, right? Like, a, All right. like as to trying to convince me to start consuming mm -hmm. it. Like go. Okay. What would you what would you tell me? <laughs> I I would tell you that it's a time traveling alien who can change his or her face, um, meets human people, um, and takes them around to the most fabulous places in the universe. And you should watch it because if you've ever wanted your mind blown and have a fun, rollicking, action good time, you should watch this show. Because they travel everywhere, time and space, aliens, past of Earth, future of Earth future and past and other parts of the universe, um, it's amazing. <laughs> All right, cool. Oh, well, and, sounds... and there's a big blue box. There's a blue, blue, blue. Yep, big can't, blue box. Yep, can't miss that iconic blue box everywhere I go. Yeah. There's one, yeah. Daunting, one daunting factor, so answer me this. There are 77 mm -hmm. seasons, right, with 44 episodes each season, something like that. It would take me 29 years to catch up, but if I wanted to just jump in, where would mm -hmm. you say, jump in right here, where would I go? honest i would probably do like 2005 um i mean well i guess it depends on your time right um the older doctor who stuff before the break you can watch um and I'm, i know those are fa fabulous shows but there's just so many that i understand um 2005 was when they rebooted the show um or brought back the show and so it's a little bit more modern um i think if you honestly started with just with just the next season you'll still get it you know um because the 13th uh doctor is going to start in this coming up season 
Um, and so they have a new doctor, new companions, so it's all brand new, and I'm sure that they'll make it a very, like, soft opening, so people who are new to the show can definitely jump in at that point. If you wanted to do a little binge-watching in preparation, I would say you can go back to uh, 2005, The Ninth Doctor, starting with Rose, and kind of continue all the way to um, present day, because that's, I mean, that'll be like a good solid, you know, couple months of watching solid Doctor Who, but you'll get through it. <laughs> cool. And I won't be too lost where I'm just, I don't know what's happening here. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'll take it under advisement. I'll consider Okay. So now jumping into comics, let's go, yeah. that's what we're all about here on Sunspots Comic Podcast, mm -hmm. but let's, uh, let's first talk about, which I'm seeing as your first bit of work diving into comics, is Ego mm -hmm. Warrior, issue number one. Yes, yes. So um, That is an interesting concept. I, Tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> okay, so um, as part of my graduate program, um, I, well, first of all, I was interested in comics before, uh, you know, I got into comics at some point during my graduate program um, because, you know, I went to my first Comic-Con, I saw all these comic books, and then I started buying comic books, and I started reading comic books. And um, I was always really, I, I liked superheroes. Um, I grew up with Batman animated series and the Justice League Static Shock animated shows and all of the, you know, basically DC animated universe. Um, and I, was, I always really loved those uh, shows and I love superheroes. But um, I'm, because my parents are Indian, they never really introduced me to American comics. I got a lot of like Indian comics as a child. Um, uh, there were a lot of Indian myths and Indian superhero character kind of stuff, but I never really was introduced to the American um, genres, even though I lived here. It was it's it's odd, but that's how I grew up. Um, we imported comics from India so I could read comics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when I you know became an adult and I started delving more into American comics, um, I loved them a lot and. I, as part of my graduate program, I was learning about different ways to engage young readers um, and young students in, in material, especially if it was dry coming from a textbook. Um, one of my biggest complaints when I was a kid was, wow, these textbooks are so dry, I hate reading them. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to find an alternative way for students to get, gather material, gain knowledge um, that was possibly a more fun way to do it. And there have been several people who have had this idea before me, Scott McCloud, um, is one of those guys who came up with the um, idea of teaching through comics. And so for my graduate program, I decided to create a comic book to illustrate a biology concept. Um, so, you know, human impact on the planet, basically, was my topic. And so Eco Warriors kind of sprung out of that. So it was part I wanted to make a comic, and this was a way to do it, and part I had to also graduate. So let me create a... Um, a project, a comic that actually demonstrates and shows um, that you can do this, that you can create a textbook um, it, as a comic. That's and cool. It's, uh, it's you. You poured your heart into it. It's you know, I, it, it was a <laughs> curriculum, curriculum, of course, but at the same yeah. time, it's something you strongly believe in. And uh, I haven't read it all, but right from the first few pages, I was like, okay, she's passionate about this, about the environment. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I definitely ran out of time towards the end because I had a deadline and I. I was a little too ambitious, I think, for the amount of time that I had, so it's kind of rushed at the end, um, especially the ending, but um, it was definitely something that I, I cared a lot about, and I'm glad that I did. Um, it definitely started my passion for comics and making comics. Very cool. Definitely leading you to a path of what the meat and potatoes of our conversation. So yeah. uh, let me give a little backstory. <laughs> 
uh, I work for Aftershock Comics, and I had an Aftershock Comics booth at the Ontario Comic Con Revolution, their second year of the show, and you came by, and you yes. brought your lovely comic, which is called AJ, or AHA, or... Uh, Ada. Ada. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I want a clarification of that. Sorry. Um, Sorry. You showed me this, and it moved me physically, and that's why I cyber-stalked you and got you here on, on the show. <laughs> Thank you. But, um, tell me, is, let's start with the name of it. Uh, where did that come from? What's the, where, what's the inspiration, and what does it mean? Uh, so when I was a child, um, I would call my grandfather Aja. And so that's just, that's the name. Um, it's okay. what we would call him. Yeah. <laughs> is that a word in, um, in your language, in, in Hindi? Or no. Grandpa? No? no, it's not. Um, I, I honestly don't remember the story because I have four older cousins. And I think one of them coined the term. And I don't remember. I think it was one of those baby talk. They were supposed to say oh. Azoba, but they said Ajoba, which then turned into Aja. Um, but that's just kind of one of those things where one of my older cousins mispronounced the, the word for grandfather and ended up coining a term that we ended up using for, you know, the rest of the generation. So, wow. um, <laughs> yeah. Even more of an adorable little concept to your adorable comic. <laughs> That's <Thank> great. <laughs> and it's a nickname, you know, that it's a nickname that you called yeah. your grandfather. Um, yeah. So uh, before we get into that, tell the folks right now, um, I've, mm -hmm. I've seen, I've read it in, in completion and you can read it on the Tapas app. If you haven't got the Tapas app, it's pretty cool. I was spending some time with it today. Um, there's a lot of things that you comics you can read for free, and there's some ways to sort of earn coins ultimately to watch other things. But but Aja is on Tapas. Uh, you can read that right now. Uh, tell us a little yeah. bit about when we can get it in the future, because that's what I'm most interested yeah. in. I need a paper copy of this for myself <laughs> <laughs> to have forever. So when can I get Aja? Um, so I'm actually printing copies right now. Um, they're in the process filing through. Um, if you live in Los Angeles uh, or you're going to San Diego Comic-Con, I will be wandering around San Diego Comic-Con selling my comic uh, or giving away my comic to people. So um, you can hit me up on you know Twitter, Instagram, whatever, um, and I can you know arrange to meet you and, and get you a copy. Um, otherwise, uh, I'm selling them at local stores and um, have them on top of us. I'm also looking into seeing, um, I know Amazon is now going to do a print-on-demand. Um, I just saw that article recently, so you know, I'm going to try different ways to get my comic out there. But um, if you're absolutely interested and you want to contact me, hit me up. If you want me to mail a copy to you, just contact me. I'm sure we can make something and work something out. Fantastic. <laughs> we'll give all the plugs at the end. But this is a just absolute love story, heartwarming story about your grandfather, D.V. Rajwade. Yes. Mm -hmm. and yeah, that's a Rajwade. Uh, not uh, to skip to the end, this isn't a spoilery thing, but the, the wonderful little mini biography you do about your grandfather at the very end of the comic, uh, mm -hmm. you are putting that on the paper edition, correct? Yes, yes. The entire thing that's on top of us will be in the paper edition. Because that is just mm -hmm. lovely, by the way. I, I, <laughs> I just really enjoyed that. Even sort of the look of the parchment uh, and everything oh, and, the, and the small pictures that you put of your of your family, like... It wasn't too much, and it wasn't little. It was just the right amount. I've, I've read Back okay. Matter in, in a ton of comics, and it's hard to get it just right. i got to give you props on that. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I, you know, I honestly cannot take 100% of the credit for it, though. Um, I feel a little guilty saying that because uh, when I was you know, ordering print copies or planning to make print copies, because I've been planning to do it from the beginning, um, they only print in uh, sets of four. So I ended up with a 10-page comic, and I had 
two extra pages plus an inside back cover that I had to fill. And so I ended up with three pages. And so that's how much I had to fill with a biography. Um, so that's just it coincidentally happened to be that. But thank you. I'm, I'm glad it worked out really well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I read so many comics and uh, some of them, they their font goes too small. Uh, the biography mm -hmm. part of it is too long or too short. Gives you a nothing but a little mm -hmm. teeny blurb of it. And then you're like, well, I want to know more. You give just the uh. right amount to give this <laughs> lovely backstory on your grandfather's mm -hmm. interesting life. But... Um, I love yeah. that conceptually you went with um, zero dialogue in Aja. Yes. And mm -hmm. hats off to your artist, by the way, because Thank this is yes. this is not an easy and, thing and, to do, to convey your story with zero dialogue. So Enrico Orlandi, yeah. how did you find him? Yeah. Uh, so we actually met through a Facebook group. Um, I am on a Facebook group called Connecting Comic Artists and Writers. Um, and when I was you know, looking for an artist, I put the word out there. Um, and he contacted me through Facebook, uh, PMP, and we, you know, just exchanged information. And he was just fantastic. I knew from the second I saw his test page that he would be absolutely perfect for this. And um, he did not, I mean, he surprised me every time. Like, there were some things that he chose to do um, with, you know, what I gave him in the script that were just perfect. And they absolutely shocked me and surprised me. He's a fantastic artist and amazing to work with. Um, I really hope I have the chance to work with him in the future or that even just sharing this comic book, putting it out there gets him more work because he definitely deserves to be a pro. Um, and it was, yeah, I cannot speak more highly of him. He's yeah, just fantastic. to give your listeners a kind of an idea of what his art style is like, uh, look at an artist named Jay Farber. Uh, look at, mm -hmm. uh, it, it has kind of an Adventure Time feel to it. Uh, even yeah. anime aspects. Uh, Speed Racer comes into mind. As far as mm -hmm. just the sort of visual aspect of Mr. Enrico Orlandi, I have to say his name again because uh, yeah, yes. he will he will be out there. <laughs> Hold on to him as long as you can. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. <laughs> because he had to convey just straight, you know, emotions on the faces. He had to emote that, and it had to tell the story with the proper pacing and paneling. Because uh, I've read yep. a ton of comics over the years. I'm reading one right now, actually, from Image Comics called Barrier. Comes right into mind where there's very little dialogue. And you, you, sometimes reading comics with no dialogue, you can get lost. You sort of don't know where it's going. Heck, even if there's too much unique paneling, you can be lost as far as where you need to be on the page because that's a lot of what dialogue does. None of that happens here yeah. for Aja. So Thank you. That is hard to do. So that's, that's something that's just an extra bonus um, of your comic, Aja. Um, it brought me to almost tears. Uh, is, all oh. I wanna, is all I want to say, because uh, I don't want to spoil it. I want people to read this. Please go find it. Go to the Tapas ad or app and look for it. Just look AJA. It'll come right up. There's nothing else to find. It's the first one in the yeah. result list, <laughs> which I like. I like that as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you uh, poured your heart into this without, you know, spoiling it for our listeners. Um, mm -hmm. You were compelled to tell this story because of, I your, was. of your love of your grandfather. He seems like, like you're best friend. I mean, I aspire, I, I became, my wife and I became grandparents just recently. Um, mm. And our, our granddaughter, Emberlyn, this to me is what I aspire to be. Your grandfather is mm. uh, what I hope to be one day as far as the connection and the bond uh, to my granddaughter. So maybe tell yeah. us, share a little bit of, of that, just that, that bond, just, you know, your, about sure. your grandfather. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he, he's incredible. Um, I, my throughout my childhood, um, you know, in India, you grow up in a joint family system where you grow up with your grandparents and your immediate family all in the same house. 
Um, and so growing up here, uh, we were always a little bit removed from the rest of our family. And uh, during the summers, both my parents worked, so they needed somebody to watch over my brother and myself. So my grandparents actually came over um, to the U.S. and spent six months uh, out of the year with us, pretty much almost every year um, I was a kid. And I was just so fortunate to have that because we basically had our grandparents as our primary caregivers for most of the year, you know, or at least half a year. Um, and that just, you know, it helped make that bond. All of the images that you're going to see in the comic, um, you know, all of the moments. I took some artistic license, but pretty much majority of them are exactly how I remember them to be, where wow. I, you know, yeah, like that entire uh, page where um, you're driving to the, I was driving to the library with my grandfather. Yeah. I mean, that's all based off of memories. And that's actually why, the reason why I decided not to have any words in it, um, because it's like you're watching my memories of him when I think of him as, wow. you know, you go through the comic. Yeah, and we don't see word bubbles in our memories. So, yeah, hats off. Yeah. Way to go. <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> And also, I don't remember exactly what was said. I just remember what I saw and what I smelt and what I heard. So Yes, no, you yeah. have to convey the emotions there. And that's, uh, again, you know, hats off to your artist as he very clearly, yeah, you know what emotion you're looking at. You know, you're never confused. And that's a subtle yeah. thing to do that he did so perfectly, showing the love you have for your grandfather. I mean, you go from, like, pretty much your birth, uh, for your yes. birth to adulthood into this relationship you have with your grandfather. And I love the the sequence with the musical notes that are floating through the air and you're listening to some Motown and, uh, you know, you, yeah. it's just flowing through the air and there you and your grandfather are with your big pile of library books and you both yeah. just have this, this look of, of wonder and glee in your faces and it, uh, it's just so, so heartwarming and lovely. I, I, I particularly yeah. love that particular sequence. Yes, that is, that is one of my favorites. Um, I, I was always a big reader as a kid, and literally I would carry stacks of books that my grandfather would actually have to help me carry into the library um, because I got so many. And we would go practically every week uh, because as soon as I was done with my stack of books, he would I would tell him and he would say, okay, let's go to the library. And so we'd drop whatever we were doing, get in the car, and he'd drive me there. Um, and we would go and get new books. And he would sit in the chair um, and read a newspaper waiting for me to finish every time. Um, and that was, that's just one of the strongest memories I have. And I think one of the reasons why I fell in love with books and kept reading books was because he supplied me with reading material. You know, he made sure that I went to the library and got new books and had more to read and had more access. Um, and he always encouraged reading. And, um, you know, it's one of those things that has impacted my life in a really huge way. Um, my love of books and my love of words that, um, I, I can't help but tie that in with him. And, you know, that, that's, you know, hits me right in the middle. It hits me right in the fields. <laughs> wow. You know, I, I, I gathered, a, and this is my imaginative aspect reading this, that maybe your grandfather was a, was a strong, silent type, a man of few words, but when he did speak, mm -hmm. they were impactful. Am I yes. totally off? Or am I close? <laughs> no, no, you're actually quite close. I mean, he, he definitely wasn't like, um, I, I wouldn't say he was completely quiet because he, he talked, I think, fairly the normal amount. Um, but certainly there were, you know, like when we were sitting together, we didn't really need to talk. You know, he would talk when 
people were around and it was time to socialize. But when it was just us spending time together, you know, working in the garden or, um, you know, doing things together, there really wasn't need to talk. I would, you know, ask a couple of questions here and there. I was always pretty inquisitive and he very patiently answered every single one of my questions. Um, but, uh, you know, it just, um, again, it, you know, it was such a long time ago that it's hard to remember exactly um, the conversations that we had. But um, he was certainly the type to um, listen more than talk, you know? Yeah, well, you definitely just conveyed, as you said, looking back on the memories, just the emotions you, you had with your grandfather. And that was so, love, so lovingly displayed here on Aja. So <laughs> we, we get some of the best parts of that, that amazing bond you had with your grandfather. So that's all I want to say about it, folks, because you need to go get it. Um, go, to the, <laughs> yeah. go to the Tapas app, T-A-P-A-S. It's a free app to download, and you can read this lovely thing called Aja, this lovely comic that Nandini created uh, right there mm -hmm. on the Tapas and watch for her. So where, give the folks where they can find you on the social media, where can they email you. Just please yeah. give us your contact info so we can all cyberstalk you. Sure, absolutely. Um, actually, most of my most of my handles are easy to find. It's my name, Nandini Bapat. Um, so Twitter is at Nandini Bapat. Um, so is Facebook. Uh, you know, I'm actually the my photo is myself, my grandfather, at least right now. Um, I, you know, I, I can be found on Instagram as Bapat Nandini because they didn't have Nandini Bapat. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, I mean that's. Pretty much on, on all the main three, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, and I, I think Twitter and, and Instagram are probably the easier ones to find me on because Facebook has privacy settings and stuff. Nice. But, and that yeah. is, by the way, for you folks, uh, it's a B-A-P-A-T. Yes. Nandini. Nandini, N-A-N-D-I-N-I, last name B-A-P-A-T. And again, the comic is called Aja, folks. A-J-A. Again, go to the Tapas app. And uh, what's the time frame again that you're looking for actual paper comic uh, distribution so I can have um, one in my my clammy paws here? <laughs> I should have them in uh, six weeks probably, I think. It just depends on the turnaround time um, at the printer. They have it. It's paid for, so I'm just waiting for them to print it and mail them to me. Um, I definitely should absolutely have them by San Diego Comic-Con at the latest. So Great. that's mid-July. I will mm -hmm. be there as well, and so I will be um, looking for my copy to grab away from Excellent. you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you. Seriously, thank you, Nandini, for coming on the mm -hmm. Sunspots Comics Podcast. I, uh, I, it was, you really, you, Aja moved me, and it was so beautifully done, and again, uh, just amazing art from this artist who will be out there, and will be doing more things in the very near future, so hold on to him, uh, Enrico yeah. Orlandi. Uh, lovely, mm -hmm. lovely job, and uh, written in, in, by you. Uh, your heart just poured out there. Uh, about this loving story with you and your grandpa, DV. But yes. uh, thanks again. I appreciate it, Andini, and Thank have you. a great rest Happy. of your day. And thanks for coming on. And uh, I know you had the you, you had work and school today, so rest your brain now and, and <laughs> <laughs> relax and go read a comic. Maybe maybe a comic will help uh, yeah. you know decompress your day. Um, Absolutely. Oh, two fast questions, really fast. What's your favorite sure. comic? What no matter any genre. What's your favorite comic? And what was your uh, first comic? Um, okay, so my first comic was Aladdin. Uh, well, I would say my first American comic was Aladdin. Okay. Uh, I think we got it at the grocery store when I was a kid. Um, and then my uh, my favorite comic, that is so hard, because there's such amazing comics out right now. <laughs> I think 
I have to say that I'm really excited about Man of Steel and a lot of the DC books that are coming out right now, um, just because that's on my list and I have it on a stack of my bed. Um, but also, I'm, I'm loving Batman and uh, yeah, the, the so upcoming wet, you know, the wedding. I'm excited. So. Yes. Well, thank you again, Nandini. And again, everyone, her comic's called Aja. Go to the Tapas app, T-A-P-A-S. And again, find her everywhere just by her name, Nandini Bapat, B-A-P-A-D. Thank you so much, Nandini. I appreciate it. You have a good rest of your day. You too. Thank you so much. All right, appreciate take care. it. Bye-bye. So there you have it. Thank you again, uh, Nandini, for being here on our spotlighting interview here on our podcast. We really appreciate it, and I love your comic book called Aja. It was a pleasure meeting you, and lovely just reading your fantastic uh, comic book about your grandfather. Uh, Go get it, folks. Again, on the Tapas app, T-A-P-A-S, it's called Aja. So there are a ton of interviews with some great guests on our podcast feed, so go check them out. A few weeks ago, I posted a spotlighting interview with a comic book artist and movie director named Troy Nixie. It's on our podcast feed. It's one that I'm really proud of. He's an artist of this comic book called Vinegar Teeth. Go check it out. Issues 1 through 4 are available now. His art is wild and just nuts. It's out there. But he also directed a film uh, written by Guillermo del Toro called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Uh, if you want to hear that, just go over to the feed, check it out. It's His name is Troy Nixie. You'll see it on the podcast feed. F- please follow him on uh, all his social media, at Troy Nixie, and uh, check it out. But that's our spotlighting interview. I hope you enjoyed that. If you work in comics, you're trying to break in, like Nandini and myself, and uh, we want to do some help. We want to help you out here and get the word out of your comic book. So just send me a little bit of your comic book to read to my email, chris at sunspotscomics.com. I'd love to look at it. Or, of course, message me on all the social media at Sunspots Comics. But we want to do what we can to help support you struggling creators like myself to get your comic book out there. So hit me up and we'd love to have a future interview with you on our spotlighting segment. So now on to the main course, the centerpiece, the sweet spot, the lovely little sweet potato of the Sunspots Comics podcast, which is my comic book reviews and recommendations, where I share with you my favorite new, brand new comic books that just came out this last Wednesday, new comic book day, May 30th. And of course, semi-light, super spoiler-ish alert. But really, you don't have to worry. I'm not going to touch the last couple of pages. I'm only going to discuss some of the interesting points in a comic book just to get the juices flowing, get you excited, and inspire you to buy a comic so I don't spoil them at all. Um, but just in case, you've been super duper light, semi spoilerish, alerted. Also, to see everything that I'm reading and all my favorite picks of the week, everything encapsulated in one fun place, just go over to sunspotscomics.com. You can even pick on, click on the pull list to see the just updated 113 titles that I'm currently reading. Wow. I just updated it uh, last week. And also click on the top comic books of the week to see every single top comic book pick since I started this podcast. But I update it every so often. It's a simple, compact, easy, breezy website to, to just jump in and visit. Go to sunspotscomics.com. I'm very proud of it. So now let's talk about the artist winners. Every single week I pick what I believe to be my favorite artist and my favorite cover artist uh, that just make my eyeballs the happiest. And this week's artist winner of the week. And let me tell you, it was an amazing week of comic book art. It was really kind of difficult to pick my favorite, but I got to give it to Marcos Martin of Barrier, issue number five from Image Comics. Every single page looked unique. They all look different from each other. There is this opening sequence of an alien fly or bee, like a bug, uh, fighting versus a just kind of common house fly. It is lettered in such a strange, uh, large fashion. And they actually fill the action of the bug battle inside the words. Yeah, you have to see it. It's just lovingly done. 
such great action. Uh, he knows how to do sort of leading you in each sing in every single panel to the next as to where your eyes need to be. He does a great job with speed and he frames things in such an odd way, using a lot of sort of really crazy zoom ins and really far out zoom outs to just always have this cinematic feel to it. Uh, the aliens that they've uh, that they use in Barrier really don't look like any other aliens you've ever really seen in a comic book. So the hats off to the just the design aspect. Uh, they were really on point with that. It, it just looks different, like these weird flowers with like all these weird appendages. Um, also, when our main character Liddy like cries, there's this heartfelt emotional scene. It's drawn so perfectly. You really do feel the emotion. Um, hats off to that kind of art. It's hard and rarely ever done in comics where you really feel the emotion. So Marcos Martin, uh, you're now one of my favorite artists of all time. Definitely the artist winner of the week for barrier issue number five. Gracias, senor. Uh, this week's cover artist winner is Greg Smallwood for Vampironica issue number two from Archie Comics. This has uh, Vampironica, the vampire, and Archie, the vampire, uh, with these just amazing lifelike expressions on their faces. Uh... Also, these frightening red eyes. They have the right amount of glow as well. They're not overly sort of red and just beaming out on the page. They're just subtle to where you really have to kind of look to see that they're red. And so that adds the frighteningness. You're kind of leaning in. But Greg Smallwood is a supreme artist, multiple artist winner of the week right here on the Sunspots Comics Podcast. He has this sandy, soft edging that he does, which he did for Moon Knight for a long time. Go and look at the last couple of runs of Moon Knight that Greg Smallwood did the art on. Phenomenal. Um, but that soft, sandy edging adds this realism to comics. I can't even really describe it, but it's just this, this cool-looking, soft-edged, sandy look that, that Greg Smallwood is famous for. And... There is also this like orange haunting light that hits the left side of their faces. It's very subtle, yet adds so much of this eerie realism. It's just gorgeous. Just check out the cover artist winner of the week for Vampironica issue number two, Greg Smallwood. Fantastic cover art. Lovely, iconic look. And the breakdown. I actually read 18 comics this week and five of them made it to the Great Ones recommendation list. That's right, folks. It's tough to make that great top pick list. Yeah, it's got to be great, or I'm not uh, telling you about it. And there were two new number ones, but neither one of them made the great pick list. That's right. Again, tough to make the list. I'll actually mention them, though, because they were good, and I will be reading them further and adding them to my pull list. It is Pestilence, A Story of Satan, issue number one, and Blackwood. Uh, Pestilence is from Aftershock Comics, and Blackwood, issue number one, from Dark Horse Comics. So, like I said, I did add those to my pull list. I will be reading them further. I hope they end up being greater than the first issues so that I can recommend them to you. But zero of the new number ones <laughs> that I read this week made it to the great pick list. So, let's get into my top comic book recommendations. This is my great ones list, folks. The best of the best of the new comic books that just came out, New Comic Book Day, May 30th. I recommend you go buy these at your local comic book shop today. Yes, go get them. So there were five great comic books this week that I recommend. So here we go. Coming in at number five is Kill or Be Killed, issue number 19. This is from Image Comics. This is written by Ed Brubaker and gritty, realistic art by Sean Phillips. Some very realistic coloring by Elizabeth Breitweiser. She's one of the best in the business, by the way. 
But right off the bat, there's this huge monologue about the problems in our world today, and it was just brutally honest, and it really makes you think. So that sets the stage here for Kill or Be Killed, which is, which is ultimately about this vigilante that sees a demon and believes that he needs to kill people or he will be killed. That's the gist of it. He's kind of Punisher-like, if you will. This feels like the end of this comic is very close by. I, I think it's wrapping up. I could be wrong, but it just feels like it's coming to a total end here. Uh, but there's this uh, lady named Lily. She's like this super cop. She figures out that Dylan, our main character, is this Punisher vigilante and goes to arrest him in the mental hospital that he's staying at. But at the same time, there's this Russian mob because long time ago, he uh, yeah went after the Russian mob, killed a lot of them. And they've been tipped off by a crooked cop that he's in this mental institution. So the Russian mob is going there. Uh, Lily, the super cop, who is a clean cop, which seems kind of rare in this world. They're all heading to the mental institution where Dylan is. I like, too, that Dylan is really actually giving psychiatry a try here. He's making progress. He's actually getting better. And maybe he didn't even see a demon at all. But some of his uh, inner demons are being taken care of here. And it gives kind of a positive realistic look on psychiatry and a men mental institution which come on we don't normally see that right mental institutions are all insane they're like you know they're like arkham asylum but anyway um yeah so maybe it's all in his brain but man this is really coming to a head uh lily and the russian mob all coming there to uh, to have a nice little visit little chit chat with dylan and uh make him take a dirt nap uh, or put him away in jail as Lily wants to. So very action-packed, very on the edge of your seat. This never really stops. It's not a lot of heavy dialogue except for that opening monologue of how the world is messed up today. So it's gritty. This is realistic. It's brutal. It's the world of Kill or Be Killed. Check it out. It's been phenomenal. It's been a top pick of the week a few times. It's just gritty, dark, and vigilante uh, messed upness. Check it out. Kill or Be Killed. And coming in at number four is our cover art winner of the week, Greg Smallwood. It's Veronica, Vampironica, issue number two from Archie Comics. And this is written by Greg Smallwood and his sister, Meg Smallwood, which is very cool. You don't get uh, brother-sister combos in the comic book biz very often. You get husband and wife stuff, but you really don't get brother and sister. So very cool that they're co-writing it. And of course, art by our cover artist winner, Greg Smallwood. Go check out his stuff on Moon Knight. It has been phenomenal. My favorite run of Moon Knight ever. But anyway, very cool. Brother and sister working together here. Uh, so, Vampires in Riverdale. That's what this is. Um, so much fun. I love this comic. Vampironica is uh, kind of seeing the night for the first time with her new vampire eyes. Reminds me of some of that, uh, 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 the Vampire Lestat, the interview with the vampire. But she's seeing that uh, the purpley night in this strange iridescence because it's the first time her new vampire eyes are looking upon, gazing upon the evening night. And I really like that she may be this hybrid kind of daywalker vampire. Maybe. Kind of. They're, they're hinting towards that. I won't spoil as to what that means. But she gets some help from uh, the town nerd named Dilton. It has this very Lost Boys vibe to this part of it. I love it. And uh, Dilton also uses his book smarts to determine the two kinds of vampire lore and gives kind of Veronica this background on vampires and maybe what they can do to kind of get her out of this situation. So very much Dilton is uh, going out on a limb, but you know he's kind of a nerdy guy and Veronica's kind of the popular girl in town. And so he's just going with this, even though he could potentially lose all the blood that belongs to him. But <laughs> so... 
They go with the part of the vampire lore that says if you kill the head vampire, yes, kind of Lost Boys, that all the vampires will die and Riverdale will be saved. So I really enjoyed this cool sequence of a vision or a dream that Veronica's having uh, of the master vampire that uh, turned her into a vampire. And it's set in this weird like clothing store, like they're in a Macy's or something, with the heads of all of her friends all kind of on the shelves where the clothes are, like making these snarky comments at her. It's it's kind of funny, but very frightening and scary at the same time because they're just their heads. But I, I sometimes I roll my eyes when I see dream sequences or visions. This was just done so perfectly well and had some humor built into it, but it's fantastic. So it's now the partnership of Dilton and Veronica, Van Veronica, figuring out uh, how they're, a game plan they're putting together as to how they're going to save Riverdale of this vampire outbreak. So... Fantastic stuff. Issue number one was a top pick, and I believe it was a artist winner of the week with Greg Smallwood. Check out Vampironica. You don't need to know anything about Archie. I don't know a ton about Archie. I have just been loving this Otherworld and Archie horror version of the Archie universe. It's been fantastic. I just read uh, Jughead, The Hunger, where he is a werewolf. And so we have Veronica here as Vampironica. So check it out. It's phenomenal stuff. Great art from Greg Smallwood. Love it, love it, love it. But now, on to the top three of the great pick list. Here we go. Coming in at number three is Harrow County, issue number 31. This is from Dark Horse Comics. This is written by Cullen Bunn, my favorite horror comic book writer of all time. And beautiful, wonderful, just watercoloring style art from Tyler Crook. It is lovely. you got to go to his social media and watch his process of watercoloring. It's real watercoloring. Not digital water coloring, which sometimes you can't tell the difference, but man, it's so lovely, so amazing, so nostalgic, so Norman Rockwellian, this Americana feel to it. It's gorgeously, gorgeously done. It just seems like the whole page is bleeding color all over the place. It's wonderful. But uh, Harold County is a multiple number one pick of the week right here at the Sunspots Comics Podcast. It's an Eisner winner. It's a multiple art and cover artist winner. It's my favorite horror comic book of all time. That's Harrow County. And it is ending, ending, ending. The final issue is issue number 32. The next issue, it is gone. Uh, it's being optioned. It's being picked up. It's being looked at for movies and for, I think it's, uh, looks like it's going to be a TV show on one of the HBOs or Showtime, something of that nature. Nothing locked in to stone yet. But anyway, this particular issue, uh, Emmy, our main character, uh, ate her evil sister, witch sister, Cammy. Uh, consumed her, yes, and now she she needed the power to fight the evil witch Hester, but now she's feeling that this evil is now consuming her, like her sister Cammy is just arising in her very being, and so uh, that's not good. She's normally a, a character, Emmy, uh, that is very kind of um, innocent, a bit naive, but also very hopeful and wanting to find the good and saving Harrow County from this evil witch Hester. That is, uh, she's reincarnated, she's she's pissed off, she's coming uh, for Harrow County and for Emmy to end them all, and then end the Earth. But uh, this has this interesting moment where she's visited by these spirits of Emmy's past, and done in this gorgeous kind of rainbow coloring, if you will, a lot of oranges in there, but... She's, she's visited by all these you know people in her past from her mother and her father and townsfolk she's happy to and her you know close to and you know her friends and so on that are it's it's definitely like a a last visit into we're reaching the end here and a reminder as why Emmy is doing this and kind of giving her that uh, that that 
that confidence and that 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 hope that you can do the right thing here. You have to fight and it's worth it. And I really enjoyed that. It was a very heartfelt moment. But it's all going down right here. This is definitely coming to an end. Uh, Emmy is preparing for her final battle. I like where they're going with this. Uh, and one small little cool spoiler, if you will. They're witches, but they are now... They are, they are in the sky. They have... They're flying for their final, almost reminds me like the Matrix when they just take to the sky and they're ready for the final showdown. But this is going to end. This is the final showdown. The, the good versus evil, Emmy versus Esther, issue 32 in four weeks. It is over. So uh, all great things come to an end. And it definitely has a three-act structure here, which is needed for all really supreme level storytelling. But that is Harrow County. It is, uh, you should join it. Go back to issue number one. It's been collected. It has a hardcover collection. It's going to be reprinted uh, throughout history. But <laughs> go get Harrow County, issue number 31. It stands on its own because it's the setting up of this final showdown. But you really do need to read Harrow County. Go back, enjoy it, and live in that world of Harrow County. It's, it's, it's just fantastic. It's wonderful. And number two, coming in at number two, is Barrier, issue number five from Image Comics. This is the artist winner of the week with Marcos Martin. This is from Image Comics, written by Brian K. Vaughn, one of my favorite writers of all time. Go and look at things like Why the Last Man, go and look at Saga. Uh, he is just one of the best in the business. I was lucky enough to meet him very recently and posted some pictures of him and I, and he signed something for me, uh, a moment I'll never forget, Brian K. Vaughn, fantastic writer, great human being, uh, but there is a huge reveal in this, <laughs> um, our main characters, Oscar and Liddy, uh, you get the primary backstory to them as to what really happened, why they're sort of uh, broken people, if you will, or people struggling with something that, that, that a monumental intense thing that happened in their lives uh, anyway I'm, I'm saying too much but this is just gorgeous art from marcos martin he is just destroying it here tearing it up with this lovely art every page looks a little different this is about a an alien abduction but in this they lydia and oscar now have their own alien hostage and they're trying to negotiate a release and then this mind meld happens i love this concept they there is the these two alien beings that that meld their minds together of Lydia and Oscar. And so they both share their horrific tragedies that happen in their lives. And Oscar's just happens completely in Spanish. And there's a part of it, whereas he's describing and talking to this vision with Liddy and he explains it in Spanish. And I'm like, Oh, I need to know exactly what he said. But the way it's conveyed, of course, is that you need to see what's happening in the facial features. You don't need to really be caught up on a bunch of this dialogue that's all in Spanish. You don't really have to know Spanish. Just look at the faces, folks. Know that you don't understand what Oscar's saying. That's fine, but uh, it, it's the universal language of emotion. It's there. Look at his face. But this ends so fantastically. Uh, I really want more of this. I'm sad that it's over. This is five of five. This this miniseries has ended. Or has it? Um, this felt... <laughs> Um, very different in its approach to kind of the alien abduction genre. It felt extra gritty. They, Brian Kivon pulled zero punches here in the handling of some of the very deep, dark psychological issues that Oscar and Liddy have in this story. But it's an interestingly cool twist on communication breakdowns and problems and also immigration. Um, but this is Brian Kivon at his best, folks. Get this. 
It is. Uh, it's got. It's going to be an Eisner winner. This is going to be option for a film. It's going to be in other forms of media. So get it. Get Barrier. It is a solid. Almost every. I gotta say. I think every single one of the five issue Barrier of, of bar- five issues of Barrier are top picks. They've been that good, folks. Get Barrier. It's phenomenal. Great time. Quick and easy reads. Not a ton of dialogue. Some of them. Some of the sequences have zero dialogue in them. And these aliens speaking in colors. But go get Barrier. It is just amazing. Anyway, top-notch stuff. But here we go now. On to the number one comic book. The top comic book pick of the week. Here we go. The great one. The supreme leader. The big kahuna. This week's number one comic book is Lazarus. Issue number 28. And this is from Image Comics. This is written by Greg Rucka. And art by Michael Lark. With some help by Tyler Boss. Very gritty, very realistic, very much an ode to perfectly done physics. There is no sort of bending or odd shapes of these characters. It is really just set in 100% realism. In this crazy, odd, fractured world, uh, a post-apocalyptic future of where these families uh, that were, basically they were corporations own everything and everyone there is only the crazy high upper class that even has like genetically altered human beings and has all the money and the weaponry and they're all constantly at war with each other but the war now is coming to this jensen family it's getting kind of smaller here our main character is jonah carlisle he is the the one-eyed brother of the lazarus uh of the main store part of the story who is this genetically altered Lazarus um, in this story that is the kind of ultimate assassin badass that each one of the families has, genetically altered badass. But this is a story where Jonah Carlyle was tortured, uh, left for dead to float upon the ocean and just just at sea holding on to some d- debris when this Jensen family found him and saved him. They're like a fishing family. In the middle of the ocean, they find Jonah just almost dead and he's just got one eye and he's got cuts and bruises and bleeding everywhere so they they take him in he has you know no way to identify himself the carlisle family is located very far away from where the jensen family is located so they don't necessarily are so involved in the day-to-day with this war that's going on between these top corporation families but now it it's it has come upon to their doorstep here it is now the war is there and uh they rehabilitate Jonah, they bring him back from almost death, and he falls in love with uh, the Jensen daughter, and they have their own child, and he's just living this world away from all the Carlisle madness and the, the madness of these primary corporations fighting constantly and wanting to just take each other out and all this sort of espionage involved. Great world that Greg Rucka has created here, by the way. Very realistic but uh, now the war has come to the doorstep of the Jensen family and the family's all split up and separated. And uh, man, what they go through, what his journey here and what happens as he's put on this battleship that uh, he's just in the, because of his one eye and because the Jensen father is kind of old, they, they pair them together and put them on this, this battleship to be in the food service part of it. And next thing you know, there's this crazy... I'm not sure if it's just a flesh-eating bacteria or if it's, uh, you know, if it's if it's chemical warfare. You're not really sure, but it's it's killing everyone. Everyone's getting sick, but the Carlisle family have all been sort of genetically altered to live forever or live a really long time. So 
Jonah Carlyle's kind of the only survivor of that. I've said too much, but what happens when he sort of, when the family reconvenes and when they get together is devastating and awesome. And I, my jaw literally dropped. Greg Rucka is drawing or writing some very gritty, realistic take on a war and how it affects people here. It's a wonderful, wonderfully told dark journey of war and loss. So yeah, it's a, it's a heavy comic. I guess it's now going to quarterly because he does say that in the back matter here. Greg Rucka writes that this is the first of the now quarterly issues. So I believe they're uh, double the amount of pages, but we're going to have to wait every three months for this. So interesting to see how it's going to go from there because this has not been a comic that's delivered on time. So if you are just getting into it now, this is Lazarus issue number 28. You're in for a treat because you don't have to wait these odd amounts of weeks. Sometimes it's six weeks. Sometimes it's eight weeks. Uh, And now going to quarterly. So it's all a mess there. But this has just been a fantastic world that he's designed. There is some cool gadgetry and, and like I said, uh, you know, some augmented people here. But... It's just a great, gritty, realistic world world here about a very kind of different kind of war. But uh, I've been loving it. It's been a top pick in the past. Not a ton of times, but this is. it seems to have gotten better. They were on hiatus for a little while, and since they've come back with, I think, issue number 26, it has been really solid. Mostly focused around this little side story of Jonah and the Jensen family when he was lost at sea and, and sort of rehabilitated with these, these fishermen family. And so... This is wonderful. Get Lazarus. Jump in. It's in trade collections. It's in hardcover. Greg Rucka. Fantastic stuff. He has pretty much kept the same artist on it. So it definitely has a very unique and gritty look. I'm loving uh, Michael Lark's gritty, uh, intense look on everyone's faces. It definitely has this this tone of seriousness through it. And with assist from Tyler Boss. Gotta give him props there too. But check out Lazarus. It's uh, It was a tough week again to pick the number one. There could have been... This could have gone to Barrier. This could have gone to a few different ways. I mean, it, it could have gone to Harrow County. It could have gone to Vampironica. Just a really top-notch art and writing week this week. Five of the best I've read in a long time. Fantastic stuff. So there you go. There you have it. There's Sunspots Comics Podcast 159. I hope that you enjoyed it. Let me lock the vault door. And there you go. So those are my new comic book recommendations this week for New Comic Book Day, May 30th. Please go to a local comic book shop and buy these comics immediately. Please support your local comic book shops. It means a lot. There's only about 2,200 stores in the nation, and they need our help. So go buy some paper comic books at your local comic book shop. And tell them, Chris, from the Sunspots Comics Podcast, the guy that works at Aftershock Comics, sent you. If you have any questions, comments, you want your own personal comic book recommendation, email me directly at chris at sunspotscomics.com. Also, check out our blog at blog.sunspotscomics.com. And would you like some free comic books? All you got to do is listen to past Sunspots Comics podcasts to get some. There are some unclaimed Marvel digital comic book codes in past podcasts. So listen to the past Sunspots Comics podcast. Grab the Marvel digital comic book code. Go to marvel.com slash redeem and get a free Marvel digital comic book. There are some great ones in there. They're still available. Go get them. Also, sign up for our email newsletter at sunspotscomics.com contact. And please check out cryptidzoo.com. My buddy Julian makes these sweet augmented reality t-shirts based on cryptozoology. I love it. You have to use this Erasma app on your smartphone to make the cryptidzoo t-shirts come to life. They're so cool looking. I'm loving the one that he made right now of Stranger Things. It's the Upside Down Town. Gotta love it. 
Go to my Instagram. You can see a picture of it. But most importantly, use the promotional code Sunspots Comics and you'll get 25% off of your order. That's right. Just go to cryptidzoo.com. Use Sunspots Comics and you'll get 25% off your order. That's cryptidzoo.com. C-R-Y-P-T-D-I-Z. Oh, I think I screwed that up. Cryptidzoo. C-R-Y-P-T-I-D-Zoo.com. There you go. And please tune in next week for issue number 160 of the Sunspots Comics podcast. I'll be reading a list of 15 new comic books for next week with two new number ones that are coming out. I can't wait. I hope they're really super great so I can recommend them to you on next week's podcast. And please give a little back. Help us out here on the Sunspots Comics podcast. Go to iTunes. Give us some positive words and a five-star review. Both of those things together. I'll even read your review on a future podcast. Give you a shout-out right here on a future podcast. And personally, thank you by mailing you a little comic book-related fun surprise delivered right to your door. So yes, I'll send you some free stuff just for helping us out on iTunes and giving us a review. Please subscribe, listen in, tell someone that you listen to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. And ultimately, they'll thank you so much for your time and thank you for listening. I hope I inspired you to buy some of these great comic books. It was a fantastic week. So until next week, spend some time with the ones you love and go read some comic books. Then do those two things together. <laughs> Stay nerdy, my friends, and of course, be like water. See you next week. Bye-bye. Comics now.